Oh my goodness, what a Sunday. If you have missed Sunday at KT, you definitely need to go back to KT TV catch up and make sure you listen to some of what transpired. Cindy Jacobs in the morning with a wonderful sermon and prophecies for Kensington Temple. Michael Yusuf in the afternoon, Pastor Scott down the middle of the day, KTTV with some wonderful, wonderful testimonies from the children and others, and also such an amazing celebration for Father's Day. So if you missed church at KT on Sunday, you missed something. Go back to see the catch-up TV. Couple, couple incidents that are newsworthy have come up on the weekend, Claudette. And uh, so one of those is that it looks like the government's going to be relaxing the two-meter social distancing. And that's really important to the hospitality industry, cafes, restaurants, pubs, because they've been struggling. Well, our economy is struggling, but the two-meter distancing was causing some issues with respect to how many customers these businesses can hold people in. So reducing it to one, which we believe will happen in the next couple of days, makes a huge, huge difference and that part of the economy can get going again. But let me tell you, reducing the social distancing from two meters to one makes a huge difference to churches as well. And that takes us one step closer to going back to our church building together, not just yet. We've got some preparation to do, but it's all heading in the right direction. Pastor Colin, our operations leader, Charles and myself, did some work on how many seats we would get into the KT building with two-meter social distancing. Let me tell you, it's very, very few. So we're heading in the right direction. Continue to pray for us. We'll keep you posted. As I said, we're not going back to the church right away. We'll continue to meet online and through the cells. But uh, listen to the news and we'll keep you posted. While the UK is coming out of coronavirus, Let's not forget our Christian brothers and sisters around the world, serious issues happening in Asia, places like India. Oh my goodness, such horrible news coming out of South America, uh, Brazil, Chile, Ecuador, Peru, Mexico. Um, our technical manager, Jonathan, who is from Ecuador, mentioned to me that there's so many bodies that they can't all bury it together. And Brazil, in the last couple of days, they had 1,500 deaths from coronavirus in one day. So we thank God for what's happening in the UK, but let's pray for the rest of the world. Um, the second thing that's happened on the weekend, if you've been following the news, is um, this tragic, tragic, and so sad event that took place at Reading on the weekend, where because of social uh, distancing and lockdown, people are using green space, green space to meet as families and friends. And on a quiet Saturday afternoon in Reading Park, um, evil pops out in such an incredible, unexpected way and resulted in casualties. And I don't know if you've been following what happened in Reading, but when I see and hear stories about like, like, like what happened on the weekend, I, I can't think of anything but the verses in Ephesians that reminds us that we're wrestling not with flesh and blood. What we're wrestling here is totally spiritual, my friends. Claudette, uh, this incident happened quite close to where you live. What kind of thoughts went through your mind as that story unfolded? Well, one, I think the first thing was an initial shock that people would be just having a relaxing afternoon out together. Um, and then that's some thought that this is a really familiar area for me, for my sister. It's an area where I worked um, and it was also a great social place. And, and I began to think about the fragility of life, that you're, you're, you're there, you're just enjoying yourself, and then suddenly everything changes. 
But I also reflected on, I think, the gift or a God-given gift, I would call it, of the resilience of man because quickly things were moved upon and you already hear those messages and of, of almost, we're going to overcome this. We've been overcoming coronavirus. We've been overcoming lockdown. We've been overcoming George Floyd, Floyd, George Floyd and, and all of the things that are, are coming out of that. And here, another thing. But there's something about the resilience of man. And I do believe that's a God-given thing. But yes, a shock and yes, so close to home that nothing is a given, is it? Not at all. In fact, it was heartbreaking, Claudette, to see some of the witness testimonies of people who were standing right there and enjoying an evening and just seeing someone whip a knife out and run around to circles of friends, running around a circle, just stabbing people. And I agree with you, life is so fragile. It's very, very sad. But you know, in the last couple of weeks, Pastor Colin has been leading us in this overcoming evil with good. And when I heard this news on Saturday, it just reminded me so much of his teaching that there is no other good but God's way, isn't it? Amen. So um, we, you're, for those who are doing your annual Bible reading through the daily reading plan, your scripture readings for today are Second Samuel chapter 24, Ezekiel chapter 31, Psalm 79, and Galatians 4. So for those who are doing the daily reading, Second Samuel 24, Ezekiel 31, Psalm 79, and Galatians chapter 4. But the Lord led in my heart when uh, Pastor Colin asked me to help lead the devotions today to Psalm 27. And I believe this psalm is for some of you today, um, particularly those of you who are going through trials or having to make a decision, or there might be issues looming as a result of the economy or um, coronavirus. Because in Psalm 27, David gives us some wonderful, wonderful and confident hope. Some reassurance for those who are going through trials, and, but he asks us to have an open and a teachable spirit. So if you have a look at Psalm 27, the psalm confidently opens by saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Now notice David doesn't say, the Lord is the light or the Lord is a light. He possesses this. He owns it. It becomes his. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Now, we, we all know that darkness cannot overcome light. So said differently, where there is darkness, light can shine through it and make the darkness disappear. And I can tell you, friends, that no amount of evil darkness, none, is, can overcome the power of the light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sometimes it is true that we can get a little bit of blockage to prevent the light working its way right through to the darkness, but it's up to us to remove those blockages and obstacles in our life so that the life and the light of Christ shines right through us. It's interesting that the entire salvation story that each of us has experienced, and I'm just noticing that well over 110 of you are connected today. Good morning. Glad you've joined us. This story of salvation starts with darkness, but doesn't end there. It ends in, a, in light. And, and light in so many ways, once we let the, life, the light of Christ shine through us. There's light inside of us. There's light around us. There's light reflected off our lives. But there's also light every time we open up the scriptures and let God reveal something new to us. 
The psalmist in Psalm 27 asked the question, whom shall I fear? And if I were guessing, this question applies to some of you out there. Whom shall I fear? And this question, David knows he's not expecting an answer. He knows the answer. In fact, if he wanted to write the answer, he could have probably answered it right in the psalm by saying, whom shall I fear? Absolutely no one. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Again, David is saying to you and me, there is nothing, nothing that you or I need to be afraid of if I lay hold of the truth that the Lord is my light and my salvation. There is no bad situation, friends, no difficult situation, nothing that's too complex where the light of Christ cannot break through that darkness and shine right through. So a couple other scriptures come to mind. If God is for us, who can be against us in Romans 8.31 and 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given you and me the power, the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. My friends, there is no job situation, no illness, no relationship difficulty, no financial difficulty that we need to be afraid of. Whatever the trial, we can have a confident hope again and again and again that Jesus Christ's light will shine through the darkness of each of those situations. And you and I know this just by the testimonies again and again and again that arise from the children of God. In Psalm 27, David goes on to make a statement. He says, one thing I ask of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and seek him in his temple, seeking the deepest level of intimacy in his relationship with his Lord. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He, would hide, he will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle. He'll set me high upon a rock. My friends, this verse is for some of you out there today. He will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle. He will set me high upon a rock. What wonderful reassurance, regardless of our trials and spiritual battles. Later on in Psalm 27, David further says, Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me down a straight path. He's, not, he's saying, I'm going to open myself, my spirit, my being, to let you teach me, to let you be my teacher. And he doesn't want to be taught in any and everything. David says, I want to be taught in your way, Lord. In other words, Father, you be my guide, you be my teacher, and I want to learn from your textbook. I want to speak to some of you who have been waiting and waiting and waiting for your prayers to be answered. At the end of Psalm 27, there is a verse for you where it says, Be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. I'm convinced this is for some of you out there today. Continue to be strong. Take heart that God is in control. His light is stronger than the darkness. And wait for the Lord answers. You know, as we head into the next couple of months, uh, with millions still on furlough and the furlough program coming to an end, there's so many 
unknown questions to be answered for many, many individuals. But this psalm, for whatever your situation is, and it may be coronavirus-related or may not, gives us so much reassurance. Reassurance that whatever your darkness, there is light in every situation. We have friends, we have absolutely nothing to fear. We have that promise. We have absolutely nothing to fear. He will hide us. He will wrap us in his wings. We need to let him teach us, but he's promised if we stay strong and take heart, we can wait and rely on him for the answer. And so these words I have felt might be for some of you today as we start another blessed week and we thank God for it. But in particular, I had one prayer request that came through. It's come all the way through from Hawaii, actually. Evelyn's sister and brother-in-law. Retchie, I want to say to you, God has raised you, my friend, from that stroke. And there is nothing to be afraid of. He will continue to heal you. We will pray that God makes that healing complete, that throat will go stronger, and that your testimony will be a living testimony of God's goodness and gracious. Amen. Over to you, Claudette. Oh, thank you, Ron. It's so amazing that um, we have chosen different um, psalms, and yet there's so much similarity in them. I'm looking at Psalm 23, and, and, and when Psalm 27 began there, you know, the Lord is my light and salvation. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And reading from the Passion Translation, I, I love the way Psalm 23 is expressed. It says, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. And it, it made me wonder, well, the Lord is light. The Lord is salvation. The Lord is stronghold. And yet, our best friend, our shepherd. So there's such an emphasis at the beginning of both Psalms that the Lord is. And that we need to know who he is. And that that's where we gain our strength from. And that's where his word, as it were, wraps itself around us. That he is my best friend and he's my shepherd. And I always have more than enough. And verses, um, verse 2 and, and, and verse 3, it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters, and he restores my soul. And again, in the Passion Translation, this for me is very powerful, where it talks about the fact that he offers a resting place for us in his luxurious love, and he tracks, his tracks take us to an, an oasis of peace. But there's a powerful line there, and it says, that's where he restores and revives my life. When Ron was speaking at the end there about the power of waiting on the Lord, here I, I, I sense this is where we land ourselves this morning, that as we wait, that's where he restores us. As we wait, that's where he revives our lives. And that it is being in his presence, waiting on him, sitting with him, we find restoration. We find revival within ourselves. Why would we need that? Why do we need to be restored? Verse 4 
says, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, or as it says in, in a more traditional version, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Here again, Ron has been touching on the evil that is around us in our world today. Pastor Colin has been speaking about good and evil. And, and the psalmist is saying, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. For you already have. Fear will never conquer me. You, Lord, already have. You restore, you revive, and you have conquered me. I am yours forever. I want to encourage us today that we're his forever that nothing can conquer us because he has already conquered us and we belong to him. Verse 6 asks a question, and again, there's that question in Psalm 27. Whom shall I fear? And verse 6 says, so why would I fear the future? Because goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. I have nothing to fear. Um, and it's, it's interesting that the sense today that God is wrapping that word around us, that evil can't conquer us, that he is light, salvation, stronghold, shepherd, friend. That fear doesn't have any hold in our lives and therefore evil has no place to have power over us. But the Lord has already conquered us and we have nothing to fear in spite of how dark things get. Yesterday, a couple of situations were brought to my attention and out of the incredible sermon um, that Cindy Jacobs was preaching, there was a struggle with forgiveness. And people are looking at how do I let go of yesterday? How do I let go of even what's currently happening in my life that seems so difficult? And that brings me to a place of fear. And again, I believe that as we, you and I, wrap ourselves or allow the word of God to wrap itself around us, we're restored. We're brought into a place of restoration, a place of revival within us. That place of restoration is where we make those decisions with the presence of God, that forgiveness is a part and parcel of our everyday life that we will let go of yesterday and that we won't give any room to that which is evil so that we're whole and full and ready for all that God has for us. Yes, yesterday, the incident that happened in Reading is painful, but many people who are in Christ will be called on to be light, to be the ones to point the way to where comfort can really be met in people's lives. So we need to be in that place of restoration with the Lord. We need to be in that safe place where we're letting go of everything that hurts, everything that's evil, everything that has offended us. And we come and sit waiting on the Lord where we are restored, where we are revived, where we fear nothing, where we don't fear the future because the Lord has already conquered us. I trust that that's encouraging you today. He's our shepherd.
He's our best friend, our light, our salvation, our stronghold, our everything. And we are hidden in him, in Jesus' name. Thank, thank you so much, Claudette. And it's wonderful to see how aligned we were in sensing the spirit to just focus and pray for those who might be in difficulties, might face difficult situations, may have to make a tough decision. And the reassurance coming from the scripture that there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. He is in control. Don't, don't leave it alone. Continue to take your practical steps to be able to make things, to correct things or to make that decision, but what he's saying is do not be afraid. He's in control. Just a reminder, so for this week only, if you have a prayer request, you would like to text us a message or a WhatsApp message or a good news story, the number is 07796-636-918. This is the number that comes right through to Claudette all of this week. A reminder for those of you who joined us later on, Pastor Colin and Amanda are on a well-deserved break. Please do not text the number that we've been using for the last couple of months because that number goes through to them. Um, we'll resume using that first number next week when they come back. But for this week, 07796-636-918. So, Claudette, if we spend the last few moments in prayer, could we just pray generically for those out there? And I can see the number of questions is very, very high today. Thank you for your faithfulness in joining with us today. Um, it looks like Pastor Colin and his holiday, you're going to bless them by being present anyway. We appreciate that. But uh, let's, let's, there must be in that crowd of 150, 140 out there, someone out there who this word is for. And could you pray for that specifically? Also, Claudette, a couple of requests came in. Um, one was yesterday, and one was today. So, uh, someone by the name of Martina yes. was praying for healing. And also, Evelyn, Evelyn's employer, John, has been taken into the hospital suspected kidney stones. He's in a lot of pain. If you can pray for him as well. So let's, let's first of all, remember anyone out there who this word might be for, there's a big decision to be made or a difficulty or a challenge. And then these uh, other couple other requests came in and then we'll see if any more come in before we wrap up today. 07796 636 Absolutely. And actually uh, a prayer request has come in from Nicole um, asking for strength and clarity of mind for her studies and for assignments. And that's perhaps something that you were just describing, that there are people out there who need clarity, who need um, strength today. So I'll, I'll also include Nicole in those prayers. But Lord, we just bless and praise you and we thank you today. And you are the one who sees every need out there. You are the one who knows the struggle that Martina is having and it's a type of neuralgia that affects her and she's in constant pain. We prayed yesterday, but today we ask you and we agree together that you will bring healing, complete healing, relief for her, restoration to normality in her face, in her mouth and in the pain that she's going through. We empathize with her Lord, but you paid the price on the cross. And you said the work that you went to the cross to do is finished, it's completed. We ask for your healing power, that completed work, 
to be effective now in Martina's life in the name of Jesus. Lord, for all of those who needed to hear that light, there is light at the end of the tunnel, as it were, for all who needed to hear this word today, that good still overcomes evil, that your strength, your light flows. We pray in the name of Jesus that they have received today encouragement from you and have been uplifted. For Nicole, Lord, in the name of Jesus, give her strength as she has asked for today and clarity of mind for her studies, a sharpness, Lord, that will cause her to be the head and not the tail in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, remember John and bring your healing power and full restoration into his life in the name of Jesus. And a, a prayer request has also come in. Please can you pray for my husband? He has an anger problem and won't get help. This weekend he got so angry, he kicked me out and I haven't heard from him. I don't want my marriage to break down. So these are such real situations that people are going through where these words today mean so much. Father, we stand together and many intercessors watch in the mornings and they grab also these needs. We stand together for reconciliation in this marriage, for restoration. Lord, move on his heart, move on her heart, bring them together, cause there to be a desire for forgiveness, bring restoration and peace into their household, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Claudette. So just a reminder, um, our number this week, 07796-636-918. You can continue to send messages, WhatsApp us, send your prayer requests, because most of these will get a chance to pray for them at the morning devotions. But just to let you know, our pastoral staff does pray over these requests during the week as well. So be reassured that no matter what your need is, we are joining in with you and we're pushing through to godly solutions. Um, but just take note of that number because it's a little bit uh, different this week. So we're, we're going to close shortly with, um, with a song that I think is very apt um, for the type of conversation we had this morning. It's It Is Well With My Soul. Um, but before we, we turn that song on and you join with us, let me just quickly do a closing prayer here for many of you. You're probably on your way to work or at work or you're about to start your day, that this would be a blessed, fruitful, and successful week. Father, we thank you for God's people starting this week with you. And I pray, O oh God, that your grace, your mercy, and your blessings would flow into everyone's life who is listening to my voice in Jesus' name. And I pray, O oh God, that you would use your people to speak into lives and to speak into situations so we see the light of God shining throughout in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen.